Hello and welcome to another Expert Insights show. Each show, your host Donna Hansen interviews an expert on the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on productivity, performance and profit both in business and personally. And now, here's your host, Donna Hansen. In this Experts Insight episode, we speak with Braith Bampkin. Braith has several degrees, including psychology and marketing, and has worked for organizations such as Nokia and Telstra. But these days, Braith is the executive director of two successful BNI for the uninitiated, that stands for Business Networking International Regions. And he's passionate about helping businesses grow through referrals. Hi, Braith. And welcome. How are you today? I am fantastic, Donna. Thank you very much for inviting me on to share this with you and your viewers. <laughs> awesome. So, look, let's just get stuck straight into it. My first question, shifting from corporate to uh, BNI and having BNI um, regions, why the move? Well, do you mind if I take you back in time, back to the 80s? Back to the 80s. I was around. I'm not sure you were around. My very first real job was working in commercial textiles. And I remember in the very first week of working in that company, the woman that had started this business and I were driving across the Sydney Harbour Bridge, as you do. And I was looking up at the girders and she said to me, Braith, if you're going to be successful in this business, you need to know how to network. So this is the 80s. I was young. I knew everything. Of course, I knew nothing. And I had no idea what that word meant. So we went into town. We did our business. And on the way back, I was looking at the girders again on the Harbour Bridge. And I said, Judith, I have no idea what networking is. Can you explain what you meant by that? And over the next two years, she taught me what networking was and how you could build your business and how you could become successful through networking. And it was a lesson that I took with me for the rest of my time in that business and as I moved through corporate. And uh, one thing led to another in my very last job. I was working in a, in a mattress business. I was a national sales and marketing manager. We had franchisees. And I was saying, you've got a network. You've got a network. And one of them said to me, where are you doing it? And I went, you know, I've given up something that I know works really well. In fact, I had actually started a networking group here in Melbourne about 20 years ago. So nothing, nothing to do with BNI. It was a not-for-profit, and it's still going. And, you know, I went back into it, and somebody invited me to a BNI meeting, and the rest, as they say, Donna, is history. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, sometimes you dip your toe into the water of something, and then you decide that uh, that's for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, my father said to me, when I was probably in my 30s, my father is a chemical engineer. He's very this plus this equals that. He's the guy that opened the box and read the instructions and then plugged it in. I'm the guy that rips the box open, shoves the, the cord in the plug, and I'm like, oh, how's this work? So we're very different. But my dad said to me, uh, the reason that you're so successful is that you really understand how to engage with people. And he said, as a kid when we had family functions and events, you were always going around making sure people had drinks, people were talking to each other, making sure they were connected. You were always very concerned that people were comfortable with each other. So you've always been a networker. So I went, wow, that's really cool. So even as a kid, he recognized that. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, the consummate uh, host, it sounds like. Who knows? <laughs> So, um, you know, before we actually get on to referrals, there's one other thing that I want to ask. Why do you, what do you think has been the major reason why the, the BNI Business Networking International concept has been so successful? Because it's a global brand, right? Correct, yes. It's in, I think at the moment, 74 or 75 countries. Wow. We have currently 270,000 plus members around the globe. Uh, it's been going for 36 years this year, so a really long time. But like most businesses, Donna, if you have a system and you follow the system, you get an outcome. And if you repeat that system and you become an expert at the system, you get a better result. So BNI, all BNI is, is you're buying a system to use in your business. It's a marketing tool. So it's the same as you would buy Zero to do your books. Uh, and as long as you're, you keep paying your subscription to zero, you get access to zero. BNI is exactly the same thing. But with BNI, we're teaching people how to build relationships. And the beauty of it is that no one at university or school teaches us how to build trust. And as you would know, trust is the cornerstone of any relationship. And often people go into premature solicitation, is a word we like to use in BNI, where people go straight from the, hi, Donna, nice to meet you. Do you want to buy my widget? You've all been to one of those events where somebody's done that and you're in the corner going, whoa, <laughs> hey, we've just met. And that, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. So we teach people how to go from... Uh, what we call visibility through credibility into profitability. Okay. So so let's talk about the concept of referrals because I'm sure a lot of our viewers or listeners, um, you know, broadly maybe have an understanding of, uh, of, in a broad sense, what a referral is, but I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. So could you define that for us? Thanks, Dora. I think it's really important we do define it because there is a big difference. A lot of people talk about leads. You've heard leads before and referrals. Yep. So some people use those terms interchangeably, mm -hmm. but they're very different. So a lead would be if I rang you up and said, Donna, I was at a barbecue on the weekend and my colleague wants to buy your widgets. Here's his phone number. Ring him up. You ring up my colleague. You say, Braith told me to give you a call. You want to buy my widget? And he goes, whoa, who are you and why are you calling? So there's no engagement from me to that person. That person wasn't expecting your call, that wasn't set up. It's a cold call. I could give you the yellow pages or for young, young people wouldn't know what the yellow pages are, Google, and uh, you know, that would be the same thing. Whereas a referral requires three people and those three people must have interaction between each other. So if I see my mate at the barbecue and I say, you've got, my, my friend has a, because a referral is simply solving someone's problems. My friend says, I've got this problem. I go, ah, Donna Hanson sells widgets and they are going to serve your problem and fix your problem now. Would you be okay if I introduced you to Donna Hanson and when would be a good time for her to give you a call or would you prefer her to email you? And so I've set it up, so I've introduced you, I've told him that you're going to solve his problems and that your widgets are going to meet his needs. I probably have edified you in that conversation as well. And then I've made a really clear introduction of when the introduction is going to happen by phone or email. And then when you call, you go, hey, I'm Donna Hanson, I've got my widgets to sell you. He goes, great. 
Braith told me you're amazing. I'm really looking forward to working with you. How soon can you fix my problem? So it's not a cold call. It's a, it's a warm introduction, and there are levels of that. And the, the, that's a very low-level introduction, but it's, it's a referral. And the higher you get in the re- quality of referral, a really high-value referral might require me saying, hey, you need to meet Donna. She sells great widgets, but let's have lunch together when we're out of the lockdown, <laughs> sit down and have lunch together and I'll introduce you over lunch. So I've actually taken the time out of my schedule to sit down with the referrer and the referee to make that relationship happen. Now, do you reckon that you're going to close that sale? You'd like to think so. You'd pretty much like to think so. Whereas if you call this bloke up and go, I've got my widgets, he's never heard of you, not, not, but the close rate's very small. So can I ask a question about that, totally, slightly off track? Yeah, I like um, off track. <laughs> why would somebody do a referral like that? Why, why would you do a, um, a, an introduction and say, come to lunch and, and I want to introduce you to? What, what motivates people to want to do something like that? I am so glad you asked that. <laughs> and this is not a setup, but, but um, this really is a very important part of the referral process. So when I introduce you to my friend, what I'm doing is I'm transferring trust to you between you and him. So he and I have trust, you and I have trust, and it's a transference of that trust between the two of you that's implicit. So even though you two have never met and done business, it's that level of transferred trust that enables you to engage with each other off the bat because I say you're okay I say he's okay you both trust each other and off you go and the beauty of that is that when I help you and I help my mate who looks good you do and then what happens when I look good to you what do you want to do to me I want to help you (laughs) what's my mate want to do he wants to help you too Everyone's a winner. Yeah, okay, now I understand. Not that I didn't understand before, but I really appreciate the clarity, you know, and, and a lot of people get joy from that. I know that I get joy from solving someone else's problem. It's not by selling what it is that I have, but by them going, oh, my goodness, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. You know, they say, um, you know, when you're a kid, they say uh, it's better to give than receive, but as a kid you're thinking, well, I want to receive the Christmas presents, don't you? But as an adult, you find that when you're giving the gift of a referral or you're helping someone out, it yep. fills you up, doesn't it? It does. Well, in BNI, the core philosophy of, of the organisation is giver's gain. So we know that when people join BNI, the more they give from the get-go, the sooner they receive back. But at the moment in the corona crazy world that we're in, one of the things that I have seen have has really helped people to lift themselves up is to help somebody else. So I don't know about you. Have you ever done volunteering before? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've done a lot of volunteering in my life. And I'm sure like me, when you volunteer with, some, with, with an organization, you put time and effort in and you expect nothing back. And yet you get so much back. You get personal development back. You may get business opportunities back. You get relationships back. You cannot get, I have found, you cannot give enough to compensate for what you get back. I always leave a volunteering opportunity with so much more in my life, uh, in richness and and fullness. And, And it's the same philosophy when you help other people. 
you're just going to feel good about yourself. And honestly, if you're, if you're feeling bad about yourself and there's a few people out there at the moment that are feeling down and dumps, go and do something nice for someone else. Expect nothing in return. And if all you get back is to lift your spirits, hey, not a bad effort. Awesome. So um, no doubt a lot of our viewers and our listeners have probably received or given a referral at some stage, but I've heard that having a process or a structure is important to get more referrals. Why should we have a process? You know, don't I just, you know, when I see an opportunity, just throw it out there? Yep, that's a really good question. So let's go back to me and my mate. Let's call him Dave, Dave at the barbecue and Donna, and you've got your widgets. And, and let's say I set this up and I say to Dave, uh, you've got to meet Donna. She's got these great widgets. You've got to uh, see Dave. I set it up, you meet, and all of a sudden Dave finds out that you only sell your widgets in Melbourne, in the centre of Melbourne, and you don't sell widgets in Frankston or Geelong, but he's all his business is in Frankston and Geelong. You know how we talked about the transference of trust? All of a sudden, my credibility is diminished. Your credibility is diminished. He's frustrated with you. You've spent energy and effort meeting with him. He spent energy and effort thinking, oh, this woman's going to solve my problem, but it doesn't. So finding out about your business and the problems that you solve and how I make that introduction to the referral source is paramount to a great referral. Because if I just go, Donna sells widgets and she sells widgets to everybody, but I don't get that you're a specialized widget maker and you're only, you only deliver within 10 kilometers of the city or, or whatever the, the case may be. Or you know, if, if, if it's a service, maybe, maybe you're pitching at a very specific target market. Oh, and this is very key to it. You need to know who your target market is. So if, if you're teaching me, my target market is financial services. And I send you um, to Dave, and Dave works in uh, the uh, health and wellness industry, and that's not your gig. You know, again, it's a, it's a misfire. So no one's a winner in that case. And, and look, if that happens, and that happens quite a lot, what I would say to somebody is go back to the person that gave you that referral and say, right, thank you so much for thinking of me. But when I spoke to Dave, I, I found out that Dave's in the professional finance industry. But did you know I only work in the health and wellness industry? And so these are the kind of people that I work with and these are the kind of problems that I solve. So even getting a bad referral is a great teaching opportunity. So not, not, there's no such thing as a bad referral. Even getting a referral that doesn't generate business is a massive teaching opportunity. And I'm going to go, wow, I didn't know that about you. And and then I'm even more likely to want to look out for somebody that you are going to do business with because the more information I have about you, your product and your service, the better that referral is going to be when it comes. So I'm guessing that um, the key to being able to get good referrals is to build the relationships. So I know you and you know me, we understand what each other does. You may not necessarily have purchased my services, I'm using myself as an example, but uh, you, you understand the problems that I solve. Correct. So, and then I might say to you, hey, Braith, I'm looking for um, referrals to organisations who are looking for um, training for their sales teams. So all of a sudden you're niching down and you're able to go, okay, Donna works with sales teams. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And I think what happens is as your relationships deepen with individuals, you start moving from what we would call reactive referrals, which is me and Dave at the barbecue, to proactive referrals. So you've taught me that you work with sales organisations. You've taught me that you work in a specific type of area. You've given me a lot of information that I can edify you with. When I find somebody in those sort of organisations, I can start the conversation. And, you te- and, and the deeper we have a relationship, the more information I can have to help that referral come through. And then it becomes a proactive referral. I proactively go and look for referrals for you. And they tend to be much higher value than reactive referrals. Reactive referrals is, you know, if, if you were, you're obviously not, but if you were a plumber and Dave needs a plumbing job and his bathroom is leaking, that's a great reactive referral. There's nothing wrong with a reactive referral, uh, but a proactive, I've gone out to look for somebody in my network that you wish to be connected with, that's that's a high degree of relationship. That takes time and that's a function yeah. of time. Yeah. That's guess- one of the things we do really well at BNI. I was going to say, I'm guessing I don't. you don't rock up to a networking event flash out your cards we've all seen that happening or or somebody who just comes to the networking event and that's all they seem to to want to do yeah look networking events are great first starters so most networking events people go so i always ask people in training how many of you go to a networking event to buy someone no hands go up how many of you go to a networking event hoping that somebody is going to buy your product or service Everyone's hand goes up. So the disconnect there is no one's going to buy, but everyone's going to sell. Someone's going to be unhappy. But if you go there with the knowledge that you have an opportunity to meet potential new relationships that you can foster over time, then you go with a very different approach. And I'm guessing too, it's it's less um, stressful if perhaps you're not you don't feel like you're a, a salesperson. Yeah, absolutely. So I I always say to to anyone that goes to a networking event, and and BNI is not necessarily a networking event; it's a referral organisation. But networking events are there, and there's a lot of them, and we have a lot of opportunities. I say the best way to go into that and not feel icky and leave feeling icky is to go in there and act like a host. So how would you be if somebody was coming to your home? Do exactly the same thing, and that's the precursor to a really good relationship. You might only find one person that you uh, choose to have a relationship with after that meeting, but one every month for a year is 12 new meaningful contacts. Let's give you 11 for one. We'll give you a month off for Christmas. But let's just say, you know, it turned out to to be half of that. Would five or six really good, solid relationships that you invest some time in every year build your network? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so it's important uh, that we have um, a tight idea of how to communicate what we're looking for in a referral. Otherwise, uh, you could get just about anything. Is that right? Absolutely. I think it starts with, this is, you know, I'm a marketer. I have a background in marketing and it's my my absolute passion is people uh, in business I think the reason most people in business fail is not because they're not good business people. It's because they don't have a clear target market. And if you don't know who you want to do business with, how 
am I going to find you a referral? Because you can't explain it to me. How's anyone going to find a referral? And taking it out of the referral environment, Donna, if you look at all of your marketing, your print, your collateral, your socials, all of that, everything that you do needs to speak to your target market. And if you're not clear on your target market, and my favorite thing is when I ask people who's your target market, they go, oh, everyone that needs an X, Y, Z. And I'm like, great. Well, this is an opportunity we have to help you tighten that down. And the more specific you get about your target market, the easier it is to refer. It's counterintuitive, but it is absolutely uh, without question. The one thing that people who get very high value referrals will say is the riches, or the Americans say this, the riches are in the niches. So the riches are in the niches, we would say in Australia. So the, the more specific you are, the easier it is to refer to you and the higher value you will generate from referrals and from your business. Because when you're very clear and you're one of the only people that does that, ah, you're going to be in demand. Awesome. Okay. So clarity on who you serve, who is your target, target market is really important. And so why. Yeah, and why? Okay. Uh, okay, so in your experience, what sort of things stop people from getting more referrals? Is it that target market you mentioned? Obviously, if you don't know who it is uh, and you're, you're selling to everybody, but are there other things that you see that sort of, you know, stop people in their tracks? Yeah, for sure. So not having a clear system. So if you're going to have referrals as a marketing strategy, you need a CRM system. So if we have had a meeting, I need to document what's happened in that. You could have a CRM system that's an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a you know a big fancy system. But if I've had lunch with Donna and Donna mentions to me that she's got um, two puppies and a frog at home for her pets. I'd write that home down to Donna has two puppies and a frog. And the next time I meet with you, I'd say, how's your two puppies and a frog? Again, it cements our relationship. So I need to have notes. And then as we get deeper into our relationship and I become clearer that you work with salespeople, and then, I, then we'd move into what kind of companies and organizations you'd work with. And one of the best tools that we have in BNI that anybody could use, you don't need to be in BNI to use this, is be clear about who your past 10 customers are and be able to tell the story of how they came to you and the problem you solved and the journey you took them on. So if I was in a referral, referral relationship with you and I had 10 customers, I could say, Donna, let me tell you about this latest customer that came to me. This is the problem that I had. This is how we looked at that, and this is the resolution we got for that. You would be armed with the knowledge because, you know, it's story sell. You know, you're a public speaker. You know this more than, than anyone else. Well, we're on the public speaking game, but, you know, story sell. People remember stories. They can't remember the details. You know, I, I meet a lot of people in a lot of industries. I don't remember the, the, the stuff about their business. I remember the stories that they tell. So, okay. yeah. So, so that makes sense. So having uh, some ideas around how you've helped people and being able to bring those out as, as stories rather than um, inanimate objects such as I sell widgets. Yeah, well, a lot of people also use industry speak. And it's very disengaging to have industry speak coming at you. Here's the thing. Anyone in financial services can bore you to death with their industry speak. And they love it because they think they're really interesting. But they're not to me. But to other financial people, they're fabulously interesting. But if you speak to me and you use industry speak, I don't get it. So I can't 
sell that to somebody or tell that to somebody else. But if you tell me how you've helped a client, I get that and I can relay that and I can repeat your story and that's Mm. why I can edify you. And that sounds a bit more real, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, because we can all carry a story with us and repeat it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so that's great. Target market and and what? Um, And um, having stories are two important things. And a system of follow-up. And a system of follow-up. Okay. Do you have a couple of other ideas or strategies out? Yes, I do. Sitting next to me on my desk, I'm going to pull, pull some out. I went to India just before lockdown and I bought off one of those street sellers a hundred of these cards, little cards with a beautiful little painting inside. It's a beautiful, I don't know if you can see that through the screen, but it's a beautiful hand-painted, uh, well, you probably can't see it, but yep. it's a, it's hand painted on a leaf. It's stunning. And I have these sitting next to my computer. I've got about 80 of them left. Whole pile of these $1.10. When did stamps go up to $1.10? I thought they were a dollar. I just bought some more the other day. So I've been sending stamps this year for dollar. Sending cards as thank you. So even if you have just had a coffee with somebody for the first time, saying thank you for your time, I really enjoyed meeting you, and then give them something. Now, it doesn't have to be a thing. It can be a really simple thing like after meeting with you, I thought about this book that I had read. So uh, write the name of the book in there. Or after meeting with you, I realized I'd seen a really great article that I thought was beneficial for you, or I saw a really great Zoom meeting that's coming up or a, or a meetup, or I thought about uh, somebody else that's doing something similar to you, have a look at their website. So it doesn't have to be significant. If we had a really high-value meeting, then we might I might give you a book. I, I have a whole pile of books, but they're sort of over there. But I might send the book to somebody uh, and... Uh, I'd say, hey, look, this book's really helped me. I thought this would be great for you. People just cannot believe that they get something in the mail. And if it's a high-value relationship, if they get a book in the mail, they love it. I I also use send-out cards. I don't know if you know the the send-out cards concept, but I use that for all of uh, our member engagements as well. So I I send out send-out cards uh, to people in in the membership, but I also use that as well to to other people that I might meet via Zoom and that. So it depends on uh, who they are, but I I will either send a send-out card or a handwritten card and, I make an effort of doing that. But you've got to also write in your CRM system or your Excel spreadsheet that you've done it because you'll forget. And everyone that gets one goes, oh, my goodness, thank you so much for my card. It's like $1.10 and it took me two minutes to write. Awesome. So it's just about being uh, thoughtful because I guess you never know where uh, a conversation is going to go or lead and really what you're doing is just going, well, you might not have something for me right now because often what happens is people are going out and they're networking, they're looking for referrals because they're they're desperate and it's a bit like if you're looking for a date, um, you know, I I, I can imagine, you know, I've been um, married uh, for nearly eight years, I had to think about that for a minute, but (laughs) we've been together for, for 20 years, my husband and I, and, um, uh, you know, you don't go out on a date and go, hey, I like the look of you. You want to get married? Exactly. Um, so it's just about, you know, nurturing the relationship because whilst that person may not buy your product or service, they sure. could know somebody who, who does. You don't know who I know. And 
it takes time for that to to, ha to happen. I see it all the time. In fact, I, I tell you a quick story. I saw a couple of years ago in one of our chapters a member standing up and he'd stood up for six weeks in a row asking for a very specific person he wanted to meet. And one day a visitor was there and she said to that guy after the meeting, you do know the president of your chapter's wife went to school with that guy's wife. <laughs> and you know, how would you know that? Because that's not something that would come up. So the visitor saw that. She told this guy, he went to the president and said, your wife knows the wife of the bloke that I'm trying to get on. It, it turned out to be a really fantastic referral, a very significant um, dollar value referral, but no one knew that. And you just don't know who people know. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's just uh, like you said, givers get and the law of reciprocity. I know very early I in my career I, I learned about that. So now I'm conscious too that time's racing away, and I reckon we could probably talk for hours. I could, <laughs> I could. Um, so uh, we we looked at let, let's just summarize what we spoke about. So it's about being clear on who your target market is and knowing what you you want to sell. Um, being able to tell some stories uh, to give examples about what you've done, and also um, having a follow up sort of system, and even creating simple things to continue the conversation or create the engagement a bit more beyond the initial meeting. So whether it's a card or maybe even just an email or a book, depending upon the depth of the connection that you've, you've made. And, and sometimes too, and, and I guess you're the same, you meet people and you go, oh, I'm not feeling the vibe, you know, and then other people you'll just be like, boom, where have you been all my life? We just see so much connection because there's a values alignment. So not everybody you're going to meet with, you're going to have a values alignment with, but it's really important that, you know, all your relationships um, are conducted with dignity and respect because you never know who that person knows. Correct. We've all seen those movies where somebody upsets the receptionist and then the, um, the big wig never wants to talk to uh, to the person who upset their receptionist. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because you don't know who I know and you don't know how you upsetting me is going to affect all the relationships in your world. So, you know, always best to be open and generous and generous of spirit and generous of kind and, and look to help other people. That really is the foundation of success in referrals, but in life and in business, helping Absolutely. other people. Absolutely, absolutely. And these days uh, with technology the way it is, back in the old day, you know, if you had a bad experience, you might tell 10 people, but now if you have a bad experience, you tell hundreds of thousands through social media. So you want your interactions, whatever they result in, to be, uh, have people walking away feeling positive about that interaction, don't you? Absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, Braith, if uh, any of our listeners or viewers want to get in touch with you to explore how they can get your help or perhaps they're curious about BNI, where should they go? So I jump onto the BNI Melbourne Central website, which is BNIMC for melbournecentral.com.au or the Australian one, bni.com.au. Or if they want to specifically get in touch with me, braithbamkin.com.au and you can follow all the links to find me. Awesome. Bray, thanks so very much for your time today and for your insights on referrals. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Expert Insights. Until next time, this is Australian productivity and technology expert Donna Hansen. Have an amazing week. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Expert Insights Show. If you've enjoyed the show, why not subscribe via the podcast page on www.donnahanson.com.au or through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn or Stitcher. Until next time, as Donna says, don't forget to work smarter and not harder with technology.